Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Shorter Speaks With podcast. I hope everybody is well. It's been a while since I last uploaded an interview. I've been waiting uh, until I could speak with people face to face um, after lockdown. And thankfully now COVID restrictions are beginning to ease in Ireland. So I'm now able to speak to more people face to face. And the first group of people now that I have spoken to face-to-face is the Fire Door Theatre Group, which is a Dublin-based theatre group. And Dave and you play coming up towards the end of August called God of Carnage. So I was lucky enough to speak to the director, Sarah, and in the cast, Alice, Keith, Terry and Caroline, about their characters, about the play itself, about the setup and about what it was like rehearsing over Zoom and how they feel now to perform for the live audience again. And, of course, there are no spoilers. Uh, So, without further ado, here is my interview with the cast and crew of uh, God of Carnage, who are also part of the Fire Door Theatre Group. So, please enjoy. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Shorter Speaks With. I am delighted to be here with the Fire Door Group, a group of actors and directors and writers of an Irish theatre company, and we're going to be talking about their play, God of Carnage, which will be in the Smock Alley Theatre. So, uh, first of all, hello guys, thank you so much for (laughs) allowing me to speak to you. This is my first face-to-face interview that I've done for this particular podcast since (laughs) pre-COVID, so I'm delighted to be able to get this opportunity. Um, just to start off, we can maybe introduce uh, everyone and then we can get to know each other more um, throughout the interview. Uh, so, we'll start the director of the play, Sarah, I believe. Hi, um, I'm directing the play. Um, I trained in drama in London and I've done a few workshops with Firedoor and now I'm directing God of Carnage. Thank you. Uh, then we can meet the cast, if you want. Sure, I'm Alex McKenzie. I'm playing Veronique in the play. Um, with, I've been with Firedor three years, four years since I've come back to Ireland. Um, yeah, it's a great group. And lots of different things to do and workshops and all the rest of it, and I can talk about that a bit later. Yeah, thank you. Hi, I'm Keith. I'm playing the part of Michael in God of Carnage. Uh, Michael is uh, Veronique's husband. I've been involved in an uh, acting class for oh, 20 years only at this stage. <laughs> so I've been with the Bard only for three years and uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Hello, my name is Terry. Um, I'm playing Alan in Donald Carnage. Um, I'm new to Firedor Theatre and this is the first uh, production I've done with these lovely people. Um, prior to that I've worked with uh, some other drama companies in Dublin and done a number of uh, courses uh, at the Gaiety uh, School of Acting um, and yeah, just done little pieces like that, so um, that's me. Thank you. Hi, I'm Caroline, um, I play Annette, I'm Alan's wife. Um, I've been in Fire Door now, um, I joined originally, uh, I auditioned for a play that ended up not going ahead. And then we were preparing for a showcase of pieces that Firedoor actors had written themselves. Myself and Alex were preparing something, which got cancelled due to COVID, unfortunately. So we turned that into a radio play. Um, and we recorded that. And um, now this is finally my chance to actually hopefully appear on stage <laughs> for the first time with Firedoor Theatre. All so going well. Really yeah. <laughs> hopefully nothing major will happen now in the next few weeks, but 
Um, thank you everyone for that. So I suppose before we start talking about the play itself, I was wondering if you could start talking a little bit about Fire Door itself. Uh, when was it founded? You mentioned that it has some workshops. Uh, so I don't know, um, Alex, so, you, so you're the chairperson? Uh, I, I am currently chairperson, yes. So I'm multitasking. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, Fire Door was formed, uh, ooh, I think back in 2012. Uh, from a group of actors, directors, writers from other groups in Dublin. Um, they came together because they wanted to put together a group which concentrated on new writing, um, new ways of producing plays, or modern plays, bringing modern plays in, and also having weekly workshops. And that was one of our, our raison d'etres, is to try and bring people in and help them increase or improve their skill sets and therefore we have uh, we have auditions for new members to join us every every so often of course with covid it's been mm. all very difficult but since that is hopefully coming to an end we're going to look to restart physical workshops hopefully in september so and people can come and join us for those workshops they're on a weekly basis and have a look on the website for that information or on our facebook page and whilst in COVID, as Caroline said, we, we adapted some of our plays to put them on as, as radio plays. Uh, we've done a whole bunch of virtual stuff from people who have, in the group who have written things like the Late Town Hotel series. Keepers in there and Caroline, I think, joined in briefly. I think I missed that one, but I was in the one for Ulysses. You were in the one for Ulysses. I was in the James Joyce one, the exactly. adaptation so of the Ulysses chapter. Yeah. So we've done things for, for festivals as well. And we've had, we started our campfire series as well, which was an, almost like an open mic night. So anyone could come in and say they wanted to put a piece on, uh, whether a poem or a story or a play or reading or try out a piece of new writing they were doing. And we'd have it all on a, a you know, one night virtualized over Zoom because we had to. And that actually went down really well. So yeah, we've been busy. We have yeah. kept busy. Yeah. And uh, we are so looking forward to putting on Golden Carling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, real, real theatre, real yes, presence. Yes, as, as, as a member audience. of the audience, I am so looking forward to going back into the theatre after two long years. <laughs> um, I'm really, I'm delighted that this is the first play I'm going back to. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to it myself. I can't imagine, you know, that you guys really want to go back to in front of a live audience as well, which we can talk about a little bit later. But that sounds fantastic. So anybody can join these, um, you mentioned these uh, open nights or... Yeah, oh, the, the campfire nights. Or campfire nights, sorry, yes. Because it's like being gathered around a campfire and, you know, everyone has their own little party piece and it's it's fun and it's mm. different and it's not all, you know... Different to just sitting in the pub. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So we do plan on taking those physical um, eventually. We'll see how that goes. Cool. Well, I will put the link to the website on the show notes so people can check it out as well. And this is based in Dublin, Ireland, yes. <laughs> for people listening. Uh, do people need acting experience or anything? Or is that, is that desirable? <laughs> um, it's desirable, but it's not even necessary. Because we hold the auditions for people coming to join us or for people coming to workshops, they can come to some of the open workshops that we have. If you've no acting experience at all, well, you know, you may have talent that's just not been discovered. Mm. So come and join us and find out. <laughs> well, that's what I've always believed. But <laughs> uh, well, thank you for that. So as I said, I'll put the link on, online for that uh, and the Facebook group and everything where people can find out more. And now talking about this play, which I believe is called God of Carnage. 
Now, you just corrected me, because I thought it was based on a movie, but it's actually a play to begin with. Yeah. Um, so, thank you for correcting me. <laughs> uh, so, Sarah, you're the director of this, um, of this piece. So, I just wanted to ask, uh, what can you tell us about the story and about the setup of this play? Without any spoilers. Um, <laughs> so, well, do you I want mean, to talk about what happens at the end? <laughs> I suppose but that it's open to interpretation what, what you think the play is about. Um, for me, it's about the veneer of civilization that we have when we're in any kind of social interaction, especially when you don't know people well. The play is set in a living room with two sets of parents who have to have a meeting because there's been an altercation between their sons. So, I mean, for me, the play is all about the gap between who you, how you present yourself and what's actually going on inside, which can be something much more primeval and much more savage and much less nice than what you would like people to see. So in the play, we kind of see the mask starting to crack and slip and we see all of those forces starting to kind of, the, the cracks start to show mm. in that way. Yeah, sure. Now, I haven't seen the, the original play, so... I'm trying to be abstract because I'm trying not to actually give any... <laughs> yeah, no, no, I think did... Great to be now, I'm really curious, because it says, so it sounds like people are kind of like, have kind of like a mask, which I know is very appropriate for nowadays. Yeah, weird. Really. <laughs> that was accidental, by the way. <laughs> so kind of like they have a mask, and then you mentioned the cracks, so... I suppose, how did you go around directing, when he's, when he's speaking, directing with the actors and... Because you mentioned a lot of it was internal. Was that a challenge to try and get the truth to the actors to try and maybe to they have to do one thing but maybe show another? I think in, in any play, I mean, it, at all, even even Shakespeare or like <laughs> throughout the whole gamut of theatre history, you're always going to have that tension between the social expectation of the situation that you're in and then the drives and forces that are actually uh, pushing you forward. And I think that's kind of, for me, that's what drama is. It's about starting to excavate what's going on underneath, like subtext if you want. So, um, a child, I, don't, I didn't find it like a, in any way uh, a difficult challenge in terms of getting results from the actors because I found this group of actors to be very kind of malleable and very creative and very quick to respond. We do what we're told. They're very obedient. But I always prefer drones that can be shaped in my image. No, I'm only joking, no. Like a really good a really good challenge, a really enjoyable challenge to try and stoke up that kind of um, very spontaneous energy underneath the text so that you don't feel that you're just following the text. Mm. You know, I think it was um, Meisner who said one ounce of behaviour is worth pages and pages of text and I feel like I've seen in the rehearsals I'm really happy that we, we have those moments of just pure behaviour that really read to an audience rather than just um, sort of struggling through the text which is like a bad rehearsal scenario, but not the, the scenario that we've had. Right, so we did more... a lot of uh, deep dive work as well on Zoom before we met up in person. Yes. We did all like, Sarah gave us all research questions and we all did these kind of like deep dives into our character and how they feel about things and what they think and that sort of thing as well. So we did like some background work before we even got started. Cool, well, well actually about that, because I wanted to ask you about, uh, because the circumstances for you guys to rehearse was probably a bit different to what you've probably done in the past. Uh, how was it to rehearse uh, and to do you audition over Zoom as well? Yeah, yeah? we sent in self-tapes. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I suppose I heard that actors can do that anyway. 
Um, but what was it like to rehearse over Zoom, like just on a screen, like like the Brady Bunch? Um, well, again, was that uh, was you know were there any again challenges, or would, did that help in any way? Do you think um, you know this new experience? I don't know if. Uh, we can ask, maybe, maybe we can ask uh, someone who hasn't spoken. I obviously uh, uh, yeah, so. Zoom. I mean, you can't, you know, obviously, although you can see the other screen, you can't, mm. you can't get up close and personal and see the reaction, like you're, even when you're delivering a line. So, I mean, you can't be physical there and present. Mm. But we had to do what we had to do. So, Zoom is the only alternative really to go with. So. And, and you got by the technical or any technical issues? Because I imagine it's been strained because you play like married couples. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's difficult. Like, I mean, you split the screen, but it's still, it's still not the same. Like, I mean, yeah, mm. you can't be physical being there with the other actor. Yeah. But we had to do what we had to do with something. Yeah. I think it felt weird when we finally did meet up. Yeah. Because all of us were sitting so far apart from each other. Yeah. It felt weird to reacclimatize ourselves. And then yes. the two lads had to do a scene where they kind of had to like get quite close that face to face with each other. Yeah. And it felt really uncomfortable. Everyone felt so unnatural about it. And that's when it felt weird, I think, more so yeah. than when we were actually on Zoom. It was when we got off Zoom and yes. we realized, oh, we have to act with real people and touch people again. Yeah. Yeah, so it like feels odd and unnatural. <laughs> like married couples sitting six feet yeah. apart yeah. from each other. Why do you act with this? Social distance yeah. created by emotional distance. And did you have to, uh, oh, what's the question I was going to ask? Um, yeah, did you have to wear a mask right at the beginning again when you were rehearsing? No, 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 no,
really good. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that would help, or do you know that you haven't? You said you think it helps now. You haven't seen the movie. Has have anybody in the cast seen the movie? I saw it. Yeah, a couple of years back. Okay. Yeah. And do you think it helped you? Maybe? I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, it hasn't helped me, but uh, yeah. Our version is hopefully going to be more memorable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting a sense of people that haven't remembered the movie. <laughs> and, and then we're going to talk about the, the characters, without again going to spoilers. Um, but again, so two married couples. Uh, so again, is it Alex and Keith? Uh, I was wondering if you could talk about your characters, because uh, you've mentioned, Caroline, that you've given these research tips and all. And all. Um, so again, first of all, with the two of you, don't go to the two of you. <laughs> Um, I suppose, what can you tell us about, um, well, your characters, and uh, is it a happy, stable marriage? <laughs> is it a what can you tell us? Is it a happy, stable marriage? Yes, of course. <laughs> From Veronique's point of view, absolutely it is. Um, yes, uh, so of course, Veronique, married to Alan, uh, two children. To, uh, to well, Alan. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a spoiler. That was it's just. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, sorry. All right. I'm happy married to you. Okay. So I'm married to Michael. Uh, two children, Bruno um, and Camille, his his little sister. And Bruno, I don't think it's too much of a, a spoiler to say Bruno is. Uh, one of the kids who has had been involved in this altercation and he's come off the worst from it um, having been hit and Veronique mm. is really upset about this she's completely up in arms but she's a um, she's a social I was gonna say a social warrior but that sounds a bit old but she absolutely believes that society can be better and it should be better and we um, we, we should be able to improve things not just for ourselves but for everybody you know lift everybody up through the way of behavior and encouragement and and, and civilization mm. so yeah but god of carnage did it all really well with and uh, yeah she, she's generally quite happy in the marriage she loves africa okay um, <laughs> thing going on with, with africa um yeah Okay, and uh, and then Keith, yeah. Yeah, well, character. I think uh, Veronica says so she her passion is Africa. Uh, Mike was more practical, more day to day. He runs his own hardware store. Uh, he's more down to earth. He'd like a simple life, I think. Actually, he'd be quite happy just relaxing at home with a drink and scarves. <laughs> but that's not on Veronica's agenda. So you know, different things happen in the play, which which will uh, yeah, which will bring that to a head. Indeed. But uh, no, I think they generally do. I think they are. I mean, Michael, uh, he just goes along. He plods along and is quite happy. He's very outgoing. Like he's quite friendly. Um, but you know, different things happen in the play, which change. Quite, quite like an easy life. You're quite chilled out, relaxed. Yeah. Going on. I think so. Yeah, yeah. But different things do happen, and uh, yeah. and probably <laughs> alcohol is involved as well, which which, oh, that's, uh, which will change things. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably from. From Michael and Veronique's perspective. Probably, yes. I really love how we're mentioning different things happen because I know we don't want to give any spoilers. The best thing to do is just go to see the play yeah, yeah. Oh, and see what happens. I mean, yeah. I'm really curious. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and they have this little pet as well, uh, this hamster. Which oh, is, uh, I was going to mention the hamster. Uh, which, no, don't talk about the hamster. The hamster, 
know, the hamster plays an important part in the play, so again, you have to come and see. God, I'm not, ooh, I'm not sure uh, that ends well for the hamster. Well, we should probably see, we'll see. We'll see. From Mike's perspective, everything is happy. Right? <laughs> again, I haven't seen the original play or the movie, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, guys. And now we go to the second married couple in the play, yeah. <laughs> uh, Terry and Caroline. So what are your characters like? Uh, who are your characters, and what is your relationship well, in the play like? Well, we're married. Um, I play Alan and Ines. Character Carolyn plays is my second wife. Oh. Um, um, and I think we're a fairly high flying kind of couple, or at least see ourselves. We're, we do that well way. financially. Yeah. We've got good jobs. I'm in wealth management, yeah. and my husband's very busy. He's at the Hague tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> very, very busy lawyer. Yeah. You're a lawyer, you know, yeah. you're not on trial. Okay. No, no. Not We'll see after what happens in the play. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I guess, so we, we, we've come here to discuss um, the play, Alan and uh, Annette have come to discuss this altercation. Her son, kind of, you know, he was just being a boy, you know, he was just being yeah, boisterous. Yeah, you know, boys will be boys. Exactly. That's the way we see it, you know, and it really should have been the other way around, and, you know, we're just Well, it probably wouldn't have been the other way around, but yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I've had to drag my husband here. Okay. Uh, His mind is elsewhere. Yeah. He's got more important business, but I'm very keen to get this sorted out. Right. Well, like deal, with, deal with these people <laughs> yeah. and their, their child, you yeah. know, and just try and get it all sorted out as nicely as possible. I think, I think my character is a little, maybe a little bit tense at the moment. Yeah. But uh, hopefully, as the play unfolds, maybe, maybe she'll relax. <laughs> <laughs> so again, it'll all be resolved very nicely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone's having a particularly good day, or at least by the end of the play, nobody's yeah. having a particularly good day. I think Alan arrives with a lot going on, mm. so he's kind of distracted yeah. by his phone, and maybe not the most hands-on yeah. parent. He's got a whole like side story, a whole plotline offstage. It's just, it's just offstage, yeah, yeah, we don't even really know that. I spent a lot of time on the yeah. phone and, and, and mm. in the play, so um, yeah, that's been fun. But yeah, no, the, I think they're, I guess the... the, the um, the interesting thing immediately about the play is how different the two couples are mm. and how different their perspective on not just the children's upbringing is, but over the course of the play you can see that everybody's very different perspectives yeah. of the world. Um, and, you know, it's difficult for them to muddle through and solve any of the problems given how, um, uh, how uh, concrete their visions of the world are, I guess. They're not, they're not very open to changing their points of view, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, we don't get die. We yeah. have strong opinions and very different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it, the other thing you've said very much, we do have different points of view, but the other thing that's interesting about the play is the, the sounds of allegiance. Oh, yeah. As different points of view mm. come up and are discussed, you'll find allegiances change between the couples. So that's also really. Yeah, switch back again just as you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They're very fickle. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you did mention you were married to Alan. So. <laughs> 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 it reminds me a bit actually of the, the sort of playground thing, you know, where you have one best friend on Monday, and by Friday you've got a different best friend. Yeah. yeah. So the next week it's another one. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah, there's points where the women kind of room mm. together. Yeah. Like the men start behaving. Yeah, the men are at odds with each other, and the women are at odds with each other. We, we all take the opportunity to throw each other under the truck as well. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, so it sounds like two very happy, stable marriages. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> exactly. 
what I'm looking forward to. Now I won't keep you too much longer because I know you have to actually rehearse. Um, but just a question about the actors and to the director then. Uh, how do you feel about going to perform actually in front of a live audience again after all this time? Uh, is it again like starting again from, from new again? Or is it again like riding a bike? What do you say? I know you haven't performed yet in front of a live audience. I'm quite audience, excited about it. Yeah? yeah. I guess my main concern is just that um, I mean we are limited to 50 people for COVID mm. safety reasons. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it'll be a bit weird to play to such like an intimate crowd. I think that'll be weird because I'm used to any time I've done a play before that you know there's just like a huge like full hall of people. This is going to be like a few people all separated. Yeah. The lobby, yeah. Uh, yeah. But players. I think maybe yeah. I'm kind of hoping it'll lend itself well to this play because it, the intimate setting of the living room and two couples yeah. meeting to chat. I think it'll kind of help nearly build the tension mm. if it is just ourselves and a small little intimate group. Yeah. See it. yeah. I'm very much looking forward to doing it on stage as well. Yeah, it's been, I think I'd done something just before. Um, oh, actually, it was just, just, yeah, it was just before COVID, I think. Um, and it was one of the first kind of larger pieces that I've that done uh, on stage, and it was, um, it was pretty amazing and a great time. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm very eager to, to do it again. Um, I don't know that it's going to be like riding a bike. Although I haven't ridden a bike in a long time. Me neither, by the way. probably wasted on it, but I am very excited to come back on stage. Yeah, well, as a member of the audience, I'm really looking forward to going back to the theatre and to to watching this as well. Um, uh, and I guess then to to finish off is where. Where, so it's, we said it's in the smock alley. Um, did you guys choose, or maybe Sarah's director? Did you choose, or who chose, or how did this come we, about? <laughs> we we had smock alley actually lined up originally for a different production, the one Caroline mentioned earlier, uh, which didn't go ahead. Mm. So we could keep the credit note, shall we say, um, and then co we were going to put something on, and then COVID came along, so everything, of course, got deferred. But we were originally going to be in the boys' school because um, because it's it's smaller, mm. um, and because of COVID, Smog Alley have been absolutely great. They've actually upgraded us to the main space because we can then still get 50 people in the boys' school. You could get like yeah. five. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just not that. Someone says exactly. Um, so they've upgraded us to the boys uh, to the main space, which is it's a great space yeah. to play. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. massive for and fully equipped. Yeah. And fully equipped. So really, really excited to to work there. But as Caroline mentioned, it's going to be a bit weird with the audience dotted <laughs> around. And so. But it will still be a live experience. Yeah. Oh, I think that's yeah. what everyone's been missing. Yes. Because oh, yes. No matter yes. how amazing yeah. a session you have on Zoom, or no matter how <laughs> incredible the film is that you watch on Netflix, I just don't think it can compete no, no, with it's, that it's sensation of being in a live experience and the interaction that you get between an audience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The aura of the audience, if you want, or the, and the aura of the actors, just yeah. to have that. It's yeah. very palpable. And yeah. It's very different yeah. to being behind your screen in your bedroom. Oh, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, even just watching something, as you mentioned, you did some or some Zoom, Zoom theatres. You know, watching it in your room on a screen yeah. is very different to actually going there, being with other people. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's not it's, it's not even just the, the sort of the entertainment event itself. There's also the meeting up beforehand, having a drink yes, if there's yeah. an interval or a drink afterwards. Yes. The whole sense of an event and you know getting out. I mean, it's a whole mm. sort of you know juggernaut. It's not just the the actual play. Exactly, and I think it's the whole experience. Have that. Yeah. And I used to take it for granted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. And now I'm like, God, I really, really want to go back to it. So, yeah. Um, and actually, I meant to ask then, so this sounds like, is it like a comedy or a drama or a tragedy? Or how yes. would you describe yeah. it? Think, All of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a totally drama tragedy. Dramedy, is that what people yeah. call it? Yeah. <laughs> For people who, who don't know what to play. And then, finally, where would um, people find out more about, um, what either about the play or about uh, where it's at? Where, where can people book tickets? Website. Yes. Smock Alley website. So we're on uh, from the 23rd of August to the 28th of August, and you can book tickets on the Smock Alley website. So if you go to the website and then go to What's On, and then scroll down and find God of Carnage, that's where you can book tickets. Just click the link. Yeah. Perfect. So I will include a link to that page as well. Uh, if people are in Dublin from 23rd to 28th of August. Now I guess I must mention, because you said there's only 50 people, and I imagine yeah. tickets might go, I don't know how quickly. But I think they will, yeah. I mean, I have a few friends booked for Friday anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, people are getting their tickets. So, yeah, if you do want to go, do book. Yeah. Yeah. It'll sell out four times faster because it's 25% capacity, right? It is 25% yeah. capacity. So it'll be four times as fast to sell out as it normally yeah. would. Yeah. And they are very conscious of all the, you know, safety and everything. Sure, yes. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you're worried about that, you know, it's all very well managed. That's why it's limited to 50 people and all that kind of thing. So yeah. that's all taken into concern. Yeah, no, I have to say, whenever I've been to the Smock Alley, I've loved it. I've loved every play that's put on. Fantastic space. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Space. Yeah. It's lovely, green, comfy. Yes, <laughs> yes, no, I've, I've loved it myself. That's why I was like, oh, Smock Alley is perfect yeah. place to go it's back. It reminds me of a nice little bar as well. Yes. Yeah, Although yeah, I don't know if the bar will be open. Will the bar be open? I don't know. Mm, Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all six feet apart. <laughs> it probably would suit a lot of people actually that it is more spacious because a lot of mm. people like to have a bit of room. For oh, the absolutely. Yeah. That kind of thing. So that you might can be lie on the seat. Yeah. yeah I've enjoyed yeah, that. And it won't get yeah. as stuffy as well. Yes. Uh, well, again, I am conscious that you guys want to rehearse because if I stay here much longer, I'll probably be part of the play. I'll probably be ruining the play, so um, I will let you guys rehearse. Um, do you have? Do you guys have anything planned for after God of Carnage? Or anything you can talk about, or, or uh, like just I get said, through this first? And then <laughs> we'll get through this first. Um, we are planning on putting in physical workshops um, mm -hmm. in September, so bringing those back. And we're looking at the next production, all things being equal, is going to probably be winter, so probably end November-ish. Okay. But I can't say what it is yet. Yeah. Well, we have the website as well, people. Yeah, absolutely. Is, yeah. There, is there a newsletter or anything? There is no? a newsletter. Okay. Um, you can subscribe to it from, on the website. And also on our Facebook page. We've got a main Facebook page there as well. Perfect. And follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and Instagram, right? And Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Instagram. And we're just at Firedoor Theatre. At Firedoor Theatre yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. I, sh I shall include all the links so people can <laughs> check them out. Perfect. Uh, well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to do the first live, as we mentioned, uh, first live interview done. It's not done through Zoom. As much as I enjoy Zoom, this has been absolutely fantastic for me. <laughs> and all for you guys as well. Thank you. Oh, thank uh, you. A huge congratulations for being able to rehearse over Zoom and then mm -hmm. putting on this play for the live audience. I know it must have been very challenging, so thank you to you all as well. And uh, yeah, for people listening, I'd encourage people to check it out and even to, um, well, to try and book tickets for this play, but even to check out future productions you do. Absolutely. Because I know I will. Please do. So, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.
So that was my interview with the director and cast of God of Carnage, who are also part of the Fire Door Theatre Group in Dublin. A uh, huge, huge thank you to Sarah, the director, and then the cast, Alice, Keith, Terry, and Caroline for agreeing to speak to me, and to Caroline for setting up the interview. So huge thank you to them all. And if uh, anybody listening is in Dublin from the 23rd to the 28th of August, and you would like to go to the theatre, I would highly recommend booking this play, God of Carnage, from the Smock Alley website. I would include the link to this play in the show notes. And even if you're listening to this episode after the 28th of August, or if tickets are booked out, I would still encourage you to uh, check out the Fire Door website and the social media links and the Smock Alley website as well, because they put on some great plays. And Fire Door also have an outstanding track record of great plays as well so i'd recommend people check them out uh to see what they're doing throughout the year and you can maybe join them as well as alice mentioned they do some workshops uh throughout the year as well so uh thank you again uh to them for speaking to me and thank you for listening uh so that is it for this week if you would like to appear on this podcast to talk about whatever you're doing whether you are an actor or director or a producer or writer or whatever at all you can uh, contact me in the from the website and the contact me page and i'll be happy to chat with you and if you like this podcast you can make sure to subscribe and you can also leave a quick review uh, which will also help so i will be speaking to more people throughout the year so on mondays the episode will be out so thank you again for listening and hope everyone is well so take care everyone and goodbye